Hello and welcome to The Unmissables, episode 53. Some on Twitter consider that to be, this to be our official first birthday. Do you see that one of our Twitter correspondents, oh. yeah, was saying how this is really the first birthday for various like reasons, like because 52 weeks isn't the exact first birthday, you're still in the middle of, oh, the, yeah. of, the, of the 12 month period, okay. I guess. It's a mathematical conundrum. Listen, we make the rules and we're saying it was our birthday. Anyway, it really is. Yeah. Steph Sealand's birthday it today. It really is my Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank As you. we record today on Monday, the what is it of April? The 9th <laughs> the of April. The 9th of April. As you know. Sealand Day. 45 today. <laughs> <laughs> Kay She's actually really. wrote in my card, happy 38th birthday. And as you were well known, yeah. I'm 37. Yeah, it's a long-running joke that's been going for about 15 it's a good, years. It's a good long-running joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we all know, I rebooted myself to become, I'm now officially 40. Yeah, so, it's a reboot. Yeah, yeah, I love your so reboot. So am I 27? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can all, we can all reboot ourselves to 10 years before our actual age. Anyway, today, we've, well, this, this is Steph Seen and, and Kay Ribeiro here, and I'm Boyd Hilton. I just forgot to introduce the gang, as we usually do. Hey, Boyd. Today in the meet, we've got... Big new Netflix 10-part serial killer period New York drama, The Alienist. We've got 10-part big new BBC4 Saturday night Belgian drama, Salamander. Salamander. And we've got big new <laughs> Friday night BBC1 kind of entertainment game show, yeah. The Button. It is an entertainment game show. It is an entertainment show. game show. But before all that, we're also going to have a little slight format change. Instead of question time at the end, I'm telling you now, Boys nicks that stuff. Yeah, we're going to have a little oh. um, finale special, spoiler special chat about the last episodes of Save Me and Marcella because we consider those to be two of the finest, most intriguing and interesting crime dramas of the year so far. We thought it would be a nice thing to have a little quick chat about what we think about the finales. Have both having gone out on TV now, mm. we can talk about them openly and we can say to people, if you, don't, if you haven't seen them yet, we're going to spoil it a bit and talk about the endings. Um, and you can, you know, stop listening to the podcast at that point and come back when you have seen them. That's yes. the option. Anyway, first of all, though, Steph, in traditional style, birthday which Steph, always birthday Steph, birthday which Steph. to celebrate your birthday, which true crime documentaries have you been watching on streaming services? You will not believe what I've been watching this week. Now, Val Kelly, right? Okay. Al Kelly, is that your sister Kelly? R. Kelly. Oh, R. Kelly. Oh, R. Kelly. Yeah. R. Kelly. The, uh, that was a rap. classic senior moment. Is he, is he rap? R. Kelly. Is he, is he R&B 90s. R. Kelly. John Dan? John Dan's looking confused. Yeah, John's looking away. Like he, does, he doesn't remember he doesn't, R. Kelly. He just want to associate with us right now. He doesn't want to know about R. Kelly. Controversial, perhaps mm, yeah. sexual, yeah. how can I put it for legal well, reasons, questionable. Dubious. You know dubious. The BBC have, have investigated... Okay, now I was actually put onto this by one of our lovely pogs, okay, Claire Glitter. Um, she people said, on the ground, person oh, on the ground. People on the ground, who is one of our, our super pogs. R. Kelly, sex, girls and videotape. Oh, dear. Okay. Oh, I know. Sounds a bit tawdry for me. It's got all of those things in it. Okay, it's a one hour long special on the BBC, so on the iPlayer. Okay, now, R. Kelly... Now, I, this is awful. Basically, R. Kelly is enslaving loads of women in his house as sex slaves. Allegedly. Allegedly. If Kessel lawyers are listening. Absolutely allegedly. Don't we don't want to hold... Yeah. Sorry, no, that's what this BBC yes. documentary is about. Has Is he keeping all these women um, for his 
sexy escapades in his house. Sexy escapades. Yeah, but honestly... Perverse sex escapades. It goes into great detail about... um, So I don't know if you're a fan of his music, you might have remembered that he once married Aaliyah. And it's always been, did he actually marry Aaliyah or didn't he marry Aaliyah? Well, they they uncover whether he actually did. And all of his kind of... And she was underage at the time, wasn't she? Yes. And so the whole thing is about how he's allegedly not such a great guy. But it is... Absolutely fascinating. So they've got all of the all of this footage, all of like people who've recorded with him talking. They've even got his brother on there. What does what does and what initial is he? B Kelly. Oh, D I can't Kelly. Remember, well, what does the brother? We'll call him B Kelly. What does B Kelly think? B Kelly. Now this sounds awful, but he wants to stay in R Kelly's good book. So he's been, he's been kind of ousted, and he wants to try and get back in. So he doesn't want to say too much, but he does give a little bit away because mm. he's just living in a bit of a crappy place now at the moment because he fell out. Because what happened was. His brother, R. Kelly, tried to blame some stuff on his brother. Brother Kelly. It's all very seedy and awful, but it's absolutely fascinating. God, Christmas around there is yeah. must be all right, Hoot. Oh, it's, re- it's really bad. Anyway, so I watched that. The other thing I've been watching on, um, on live TV. Oh. Yeah, live TV, ITV. First part was last week. Second part this week, The Investigator. Oh, uh, yeah, this is very you, this is. Oh, yeah. it's fabulous. I was thinking this is the closest to Steph dream TV on terrestrial as we get, isn't it? It's great. So the investigator, basically, it's a team of the one man and he has a, a, a little group of other people. And this time round, he is investigating the murder of a girl called Louise Kay. As she went missing in 1988, she drove her car to Beachy Head. No one's seen her since, okay? And they so they're bringing in whether possibly notorious serial killer Peter Tobin... If you're into serial killers, not in a gross interested, way, interested, interested into serial, you in serial killers, you you'll know about him. He's a horrendous human being. So they're questioning whether he might have done it, but it's fascinating. Second part's on this Thursday, ITV on live TV. Mark Williams Thomas is the... That's it, yes, sorry, Mark Williams Thomas. He's he he an actual proper former um, yeah. policeman, he's isn't he? he's brilliant. He's absolutely brilliant. Meticulous in the way he does it. I love... It's really, really yeah. good. Any, any of the true crime pogs, and I know there's a few of you, you'll really <laughs> like this. Now, boy... Shockingly, you haven't asked me about Dicko's dog. Oh, do you know what? That's a very good point. Dicko's mm, dog, yeah, on yeah. the vet. Is it the vet? Is that no, what it's called? Once again, I don't know how many times we have to go through this. Noel Fitzpatrick is the super vet. Super vet, sorry. He's, Not just any vet, no, he's the super, super vet. vet. Yes. Now, I meant to watch this, and in fact, I've yeah. actually recorded it on what? my Sky Q system, ready to watch, because anything to do with Lee Dixon, former Arsenal legend, is has to be watched and yeah. seen. But you watched it, did you, on natural television? I've watched it on live TV. That's one of my live TV What's go-tos. His dog? his dog is called Ziggy. And mm-hmm. his dog, I believe his dog is from Bosnia. It's a rescue dog. And it's uh, the flavour of dog is, I think it's got a little bit of Dalmatian in, but it's white and black. But you won't believe it. He's only got a football in injury. He's got a cruciate ligament injury, which is his a dog very... Plays football. Is a very common... I don't know. I can't vouch whether his dog <laughs> plays football, but he has got an injury, wow. which is very common That's amongst amazing. football players. Wow. And yeah, oh, Lee Dixon. Oh, I can't wait oh. to see it. It's really, really good. And I won't spoil it by telling you what happens, but he is in it a lot. Wow. He's in it a lot. Is it a happy ending, though? Because if the dog's going to snuff it, I don't want to be... I don't want to watch this. I cannot tell no you spoilers. what happens. But no, spoilers. no spoilers. Dog Rest may assured, Supervet does everything that he possibly can. And then my last thing that I watched, my next guest needs uh, no interrupt- introduction. <laughs> or interruptions. Inter- yeah, next David guest. Letterman. Oh, Kay, yes. can't believe you haven't watched this. Jay-Z. What? J to the yes. Z, I haven't seen okay? That. Yeah. So that's just been released. It's brilliant. Is it better so, than the Malala one, though? Because that was a highlight for me. 
Well, it depends on how much you like seeing Jay-Z look slightly uncomfortable about David Letterman explaining his own indiscretions, his own marriage indiscretions, and oh, saying, yeah. like, saying, to Jay-Z, saying to Jay-Z, oh, is this something that I've just got a feeling you might know something about, the pain and hurt that you can cause Ooh. a family if you do something amazing uh, I don't want to talk too much about it because you have to watch it. it's only an hour um, I don't want to give too much of it away but there's he talks about his mother and his family and um, he's it always surprises me when you've, you see him in interviews about how he seems so timid and he's obviously such a shouty rapper but, but he <laughs> shouty is, rapper but he is one of them shouty rappers is that uh, like like that's grime. like a mum description that, like yeah like rhyme or what's the other one coming at the moment that's all controversial anyway shouty rapping shouty that's, rapping yeah. is a new thing but he's yeah. very shouty and he's all he's very timid in the, oh, in the okay. say, say okay. do it Again, yeah. <laughs> and finally, did you see Matt Upson on Match Day Two last night? Oh, I didn't. Yeah, he was on was brilliant really form. Good? Yeah, he was really good. He's so yeah, lovely. yeah. Matthew Upson is a former, an old friend, former associate of Stephanie Seelan, former yeah. Arsenal defender. He was on very good form, I have to say. He's he? so one of the handsome. great up and coming pundits. It, do you yeah, think? he was looking handsome as well. Yeah, oh. definitely. Anyway, just saying. Cool. Kay Ribeiro, what have Hola. you? What the hell have you I been bet doing? She's been reading something. Your life. She's got that look about her oh, that she's had a read. Superior reading. Superior. Yeah, yeah. She's well, at the guys. Oh, oh okay. so maybe don't be so quick to judge. Oh, right. um, I'm I'm looking happy. I think it's the word, not smug, because um, I finished watching Keeping Faith, and as you know, I've been very invested in this. It's on BBC iPlayer, um, shown on BBC Four. It's the Welsh drama starring Eve Miles. You championed it. I have championed it because I feel like it's a hidden gem that not everyone would know about. Not a lot of publicity has happened I, that I've seen about it. I think more and more people talk about it, Kay. Word of mouth phenomenon. Well, word of mouth, yeah. Yeah, word of my mouth. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I watched the final episode, episode eight, and I was really happy with it. I mean, there are some bits that you you know you might watch and think, oh, they're setting it up for um, a second series, which has been confirmed. Mm. Um, but overall, I was really really happy with it, and my obsession for Eve Miles just continues unabated. Former torture star Eve Miles. Oh, was she? In yeah, that? yeah. Oh, she's, she's so that. so good. Oh, she's in this. good. Yeah, yeah, but we know, and I now I know who she was in um, Broadchurch. Yes, she yeah. was the girl, the kind yes. of girlfriend. The yes. girlfriend. David Tennant she's took her away yeah. to protect yeah. her. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, her yeah. her um, former her ex husband was a bit of a nasty bastard. Exactly. Mm. Sorry, did I say that um, my next guest needs no introduction is on Netflix? I can't um, remember. I think so, I but think you have did. now. Okay. Anyway, back to me. I'm back still, to you. yeah, I really yeah. do like um, Keeping Face. So yes. If you haven't had a chance, catch up with it because yeah. it's going to be there and they've just commissioned a second series. What is it about? Again? And it's the woman whose husband goes to work and then doesn't, oh, come, doesn't back. come back. Yeah. And mm. um, Mark Lewis Jones, who plays Steve Baldini, is very, very good. It's now, Welsh. did you find out whether she did like rote learning in Welsh or she actually learnt proper Welsh and now she can speak Welsh? I've yet to she find out. She is Welsh, out. I think. She's Welsh. But well, she didn't know how to speak Welsh. Welsh. Eve Miles isn't Welsh. She learnt. Oh, I don't she know. Learnt Oh, Welsh for this script. Oh, okay, fine. Do you remember? This, uh, Kate told us she learned yeah, yeah, Welsh. Yeah, but I do think she's Welsh as well. Right, now it's a move on. Yeah. I'm going to talk about the next thing I've been watching, which is um, a comedy. Right, so we, when we did episodes starring Matt LeBlanc, yeah. and I brought this up. Eve Miles is a Welsh actress from Eustranglias. Oh my God, how do you pronounce that? I should have, I should have, look, I'm just going to show. I'm showing stuff. Sorry, I've interrupted. Um, Apologies, but... Yes, Strad Niggly Lace. Yeah. That's exactly Sorry, the Karen, just wants to confirm that she's Welsh, okay? Anyway, anyway, no, what I just want to happen now is I just want you to get both of you, Sorry. all your interruptions out of the way, and just chat now. Go on. No, no, no. Carry um, on. Apologies. Oh, no, I was going to try and do no, it. Um, uh, isn't that... Wasn't she in... Uh, it wasn't an interruption. It was yeah. a confirmation of the a fact. actual proper one. Actual proper just, one. Just let me know when you're done. It was a fact right. confirmation. Okay. Fact we com. are done. Cool. Go. Right, now... When we were talking about episodes with Matt LeBlanc, I'd mentioned this, the comeback starring Lisa Kudrow, because I was saying how brilliant it was. Yes, season two. Yes, one and two, yeah. yeah don't interrupt. 
<laughs> you just did it. Oh. Cool. And um, I said how much I enjoyed it, the first series, which was out in like 2004, which I, you know, and I was so into it at the time. So I decided to buy it again, Amazon Prime, for the pogs buy listening. It. Right, John Dan's actually laughing because Steph and Boyd are trying their hardest not to interrupt me and are just smiling inanely and so nodding. It's so hard. It's really hard. Oh. Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I remembered about it and I was like, you know what? I really want to watch it again. Search for it everywhere. It's not on Netflix. Wasn't anyone on the internet I could find. Bought it on Amazon Prime. And I urge anyone who hasn't seen it, the comeback starring Lisa Kudrow. She's um, a kind of a washed up sitcom actress who was last in a hit 10 years ago, hit show. And she gets another part and she's having to deal with the fact that she's no longer the leading actress. She's surrounded by these young, nubile um, Hollywood stars, like, well, up and coming stars. And she really struggles with the fact that she's not the lead in it anymore. And she's got this mock this documentary called The Comeback, following her comeback into TV. And it's just so good. If you like The Office and, um, Ricky Gervais's character, David Brent, and you just find that it's very, it's very bittersweet, and it's how many brilliantly parts? done. So, first series had thirteen episodes, thirteen, and that was in two thousand and five. And then the second series was in two thousand and fourteen. Now, nine the years second later. series, though, you said you couldn't find it anywhere, Boyd. No, no, you can't I think buy it. it. You can't, you can't extraordinarily, and I don't know why. Um, it, you still can't get it on DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Um, series one, I've got on DVD, which I lent out to about eight thousand different people. Um, yeah, but it's weird that you can't get this. So did you get the second series for Amazon Prime? No. Ah. Okay, I watched the first series. So that is just okay. another little fact for mm-hmm. you. It's um, co-written, well, so Lisa Kudrow created mm-hmm. it along with Michael Patrick King, who's the exec oh, producer of Sex and City. Mm. Question. Yeah. Amazon Prime that you got. So are you a subscriber to Amazon Prime? Yes. Okay, so you still had to buy it? Yeah. How come? I don't know. How much was it? Because it's like... It's like five ninety nine. Yeah, nothing. so Amazon Prime is, is, two, is a two way thing so part of Amazon Prime is it's a streaming service like Netflix and if you subscribe um, yeah. with a monthly fee you get access to all but their that's stuff what but I have. it's also a service it's like what you, a version of Amazon itself where you're buying stuff from them which isn't part of their whole free package it's, all, it's, it's equivalent of buying so a DVD it's just that you're buying it as a, as a streaming thing you but who, just, streaming who decides thing. what's going to be paid for or not um, they Mr. do Amazon. it's, almost, it's a different Amazon. thing it's, you're buying it via Amazon really it just happens to be digitally so Prime Video which is their streaming service is yeah. a completely different thing that's very confusing it's to me. slightly I've confusing no, I, yeah. just a clarification when I said five ninety nine, oh, it's just five ninety nine. obviously five ninety nine is five ninety nine, but I think it's very much worth mm. getting the first series so any pogs out there if you're looking for a, a a, yeah, it's a classic, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great comedy. Um, she plays Valerie Cherish, and now I'm looking for merchandise with Val- Valerie Cherish on it. I want a T-shirt. Arguably, though, five ninety nine is cheaper than it would be if you bought it on DVD, isn't it? I suppose. So yeah. maybe it is the best. Depends yeah. how much post and packaging is, but let's not get into let's that. Let's not get into that. Boyd, what I want to know, yeah. and I promise to, my vow <laughs> to you is not to interrupt down. you when you're talking, oh. is what have you been watching? Wow. Uh, I have been watching... A Quiet Place is the film of the year so far. Oh, Emily Blunt and John yeah, Krasinski. It's out now in cinemas. came out on Friday. I urge everyone to go and see it. It's a horror film. It's a kind of horror monster movie film. And the brilliant premise um, is that in, in a kind of, in a frankly dystopian future. Oh. Yeah. Um, in a kind of bleak oh, wilderness no. where seemingly there are very few people left. And they have been killed by these creatures oh, who are, God. who only can sense people via their extraordinarily finely tuned hearing. So they can hear the tiniest noise that can, and, and that will force them to immediately attack 
whichever thing has perpetrated. Oh, that's why it's the, the quiet place because it's a quiet, quiet place. So the brilliant premise is everyone. If has only we lived in that place, guys. Well, well, wow. except if we did, then we must have podcast. No. Um, so <laughs> once we'd have stopped, once I started this podcast today and I said mm. hello and welcome to the Amazon podcast, immediately this gigantic monster alien monster thing would have eaten me within about mm. half a millisecond. Oh my oh, god! So yeah, so it's a brilliantly set out premise. So the whole thing is, and and a lot of the film is completely silent. So um, they they communicate via American Sign Language. One of the children, there's three kids in this family: Emily Blunt and um, John Krasinski, uh, who are obviously real life um, married, couple. married couple, play married married couple. They've got these two. Kids. One of their kids is um, is deaf, so she com- they communicate anyway via sign language. Oh, okay. Well, that's handy. Helps, which is handy. Not so, ha- not hand. You know, no, no, I didn't mean a, like. It's, oh, it's that's kind handy. Of, but you get the, interestingly, you get the sense that that's probably part of the way they've survived. You know, so while right, a lot of other right. families have been killed by these yeah. creatures, got maybe one of the reasons they've survived is because one of their family is yeah. definitely using sign language so that helps them. Very and the monsters, do you see the monsters? Very cl- carefully, you do see them, um, but it's a kind of slow reveal. Kind of in j- classic mm. Jaws style, you know, Jaws brilliantly established that style. How tense is how it? How much do you see? It's, it, so it is, bearing in mind, actually... I think it's only, it may even be a 12 certificate. What certificate? I'm not sure. Let me check what certificate It's a Google. It's, it's a Google. Now, it's, it, bearing in mind, you don't, there's not a, a huge amount of blood and gore. It's A lot of it is implied, but it's one of the most tense viewing experiences you'll ever have in a cinema. I've seen so much on so Twitter about this. Brilliantly Everyone's done. raving about this. It's so brilliant. How dystopian John is Krasinski it, though? John wrote and directed it. It's, the dystopian thing is just the setting. It's, it's not, not a situation it's, for... It's a monster movie. It's a horror okay. monster film. It's not film. a cause for concern. It's not a VAD Survival moment. film. And no, no, no. Long-time listeners will yeah. know that that is the against up. dystopia. Please, God, do not get hung up on the on the dystopian issue. Okay, fine. Yeah. A Quiet Place out in cinemas now. It's already a massive hit. Um, in America, it's, it's like the new Get Out. You know, it's a brilliant premise, um, which kind of also has something to say about the way people communicate and families and, and parenting. It has kind of, you know, interesting, really interesting themes that's brought out. Um, it's a fantastic film. Yeah, go and see it now. How many stars? My favorite film of the year. Five stars. Ooh. Favorite film of the year so far. Wow. Um, then quickly, TV wise, I have watched. So last this weekend, episode two of All Deal by Innocence, which we reviewed the other week, Ooh. went out. Which was incredible. I've seen the finale. Tell Is them it amazing? Over Tell them what you did. So I, in the BBC previews system, um, they I, they put on my in my uh, section of BBC previews, which is the website where TV critics get to watch stuff, which we all use to watch yeah. stuff We're in advance. Yeah. They, episode two was there like last week, plonked there before you know, ready for me to have a look at before it went out on TV. Cranked it up. I was thinking, this is weird. That seems to be a big like time jump from because oh, a lot no. of it is in flashback and fantasy and, and kind of um, dream sequences. You're not quite sure. The narrative is quite tricksy anyway. And I was thinking, oh, this is weird. And then it turned out that actually it was episode <laughs> three. But I carried on watching it. I carried on watching it. And then I went back and watched episode two. So I watched it in a weird way. But was it? Did you still? But didn't that then, ruin your enjoyment? No, not at all. Because I, I filled in the gaps. And then I watched episode two, which is incredible. Oh. But the whole thing is absolutely yeah, even better than I. One. Yeah, it's even better than I thought. Oh, I can't really? wait to Sarah that, Phelps, yeah. Phelpsy, um, who adapts, adapts all these Agatha Christmie things. Christmas Christie Phelps. She Christmas does Phelps. Christie, yeah. Christmas Christie Phelps. She's done a brilliant job and she's changed the ending completely. And I, I read the book years ago. She hasn't. When I was in my Agatha Christie phase of reading Christie years ago. She, yeah. The, the, kudos. I'm, so, I'm really surprised that the Christie estate is allowed that. Some kudos. people might call that bold and daring. Bold and daring. Exactly. <laughs> uh, some idiot had a go on Twitter the, uh, last night about her changing stuff anyway, even before they've seen the ending. Wait till they see the ending. Um, so she's changed the ending quite wow. significantly. But f- totally for the better. Okay. Massively for the better. <gasps> oh, that's a question. Can I ask you something, yes. right? When you say they've, uh, she's changed the ending, now yeah. has she changed the, the culprit? Yeah. 
Ooh, oh, yeah. that is so <laughs> yeah. bold. The culprit has changed. Yeah, I mean, semi-spoiler alert, yeah. Wowzers. Yeah. Uh, Quiet Place is uh, Certificate 15. Oh, thank you. Good fact. See, that's yeah. a good interruption. Fact uh, and interruptions yeah. are allowed. Interruptions are allowed. Listen, don't just tell me. Um, I think in America it's PG-13 <laughs> and there's quite a lot. It's interesting. People are going, oh, you know, it can't be that scary if it's PG-13. But everything mm. is scary. So, yeah, she's changed the ending massively. And the brilliant thing about it is, it's, again, I'm trying not to spoil it, but so you find out and then there's more stuff there's loads of stuff that going on oh. in, in that final episode it's extraordinary I, I thought so it was when so is that final one uh, on this coming TV. Sunday on BBC One nine o'clock right let's catch up okay that is my contribution to what the hell I've been watching hmm. now it's time for the meat are we not oh. having any no, it's not. it's not. It's not. It's not. Back on classic form. Reviews news. Reviews news. God, he didn't even pretend then. Okay. I was pretending, of course. Guys, as you know, we are trying to get 100 reviews by the end of April. It's our long hell dream, goal, desire, wish. It's, it's Steph's birthday wish. I mean, she shoved a cake in her face <laughs> That's now. all I want for my birthday. She's is spitting out crumbs. Reviews. 100 reviews. And I'm pleased to say we have now got 90 reviews. That is amazing. When's got- the 100 deadline again? We've got you 20 days. Haven't you extended 20 days. it? No, oh, okay. 20 days till the end of April, Boyd. <laughs> okay. And we just need to get 10 more reviews wow. and then we will have Thanks, achieved Pogs. our goal. 90. Do you remember when it was like 35 and you were like, come on, guys? <laughs> yeah, and oh. let's just confirm. Like, They've on, really guys. come through for us, the Pogs. If, yeah. we, if we do this, Boyd has agreed to apologise to the Pogs and to me and Steph, more importantly, mm. and also to buy us a delicious, <gasps> nothing less than £100, <laughs> yep. patisserie Valerie cake. Pat Val cake, please. <laughs> God, he's actually choking. <laughs> he's choking on the thought of spending God. £100 on a cake. Right, let me just give some thanks. Mr. Fiery has entitled this... Good name. The Golden Age. Wow. The Golden Age. And he says, I don't know half of podcasts half as well as I should like, and I like less than half of podcasts half as well as they deserve. Oh, so much maths in that. But I know and I like yours. Listen, Mr. Oh. I mean, I read that several times before I read it out because I thought we'd have another faux pas like we did last week. Uh, reviews, Let's news, clangor. But um, no, I think that's a nice one. Thank you very that's much. Really we appreciate nice. your five stars, Mr. Fiery. Um, Cardiff808. Mm. He's been listening to the, for, to the podcast from the very start and thinks it's just like friends sitting around chatting about TV. Nice. Which a few people have said. Well, it, is. Nice. Yeah. it is. That's exactly what it is. And <laughs> he's been re- listening since the start. Yeah, the very start. Long Deserves time a medal. Sufferer. It's like friends sitting around which say we all hate each other. Boyd. What? I love you. Okay. And I want you to know that. Thanks. I think that's very much a one-way street. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love, I, I, yeah, because yeah. he said thanks and not I love you too. <laughs> I love you too. I said I love you too. Okay. Anyway, she said sometimes when the main meat doesn't appeal to her, she also gets good recommendations from our, uh, what we've been watching. Know. That is very good to yeah. know. Now, only snag. Oh, what she'd love is one review of an album or a new track a week because she's said there's lacking UK-based podcasts that review music and she thinks us dis- disagreeing about music might be funny. So, mm. okay. It's a, it's John Dan's thinking about it. Yeah. The cogs are whirring. So we'll what do you want us to um, review albums or like it, or single new tracks? tracks? Anything. John's hurled his phone to the phone disgusted. So disgusted by that. Yeah. Um, right, let's move on to Neil TXJ. He I says... we've got 90. I'm so pleased. Well done, Pog. Sorry, I was just that was an interruption. <laughs> no, it was worth it. I mean, no, I don't think it was. <laughs> Apologia, Kay. No, you don't continue. need to apologise to me. You just need to apologise to Neil TXJ. I'm so sorry, Neil TXJ. He said, 
Um, glad to see Boyd is putting his journalism school training to good use. Okay. <laughs> he downloads a number of podcasts um, a week, and this is the only one of two that he makes sure he listens to. Ooh, what's the other one? The other is Wittertainment. So he must question some of the viewing habits. Um, and he says he enjoys the good chat and um, dif- differing views. And it would be helpful if, on the synopsis, John Dan, if you could put where the program is being shown, Netflix, etc. So John Dan's also Having stuffed a, a bit go. of cake in his Just mouth. It's a, thumbs up, though. it's a thumbs up. Yeah. And finally, Ellie Winter. I can't believe how many reviews. Right, go on. This is amazing. <laughs> that, I mean, Sorry, I'm just right. so pleased. She said it's challenge. the best podcast for TV reviews, especially <gasps> like me. If you struggle through an endless sea of Netflix suggestions and your my list is beyond what an employed person could actually have time to watch, which is true, I'm right? I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. And she said this podcast provides entertaining and reliable reviews and points her in the right direction. So thank you. That is the first time we've been no, called reliable. No, thank you, Ellie. That's very good. Do you know what the other thing is that um, tells you what to watch on TV? Uh, do you know it's just me, Kane? It's just really. the podcast, yeah. right? It's the new magazine called Pilot TV from the makers of Empire and me. Has it's Pilot out TV now. left a review for us? Has Pilot TV left? Has anyone know, on Pilot, Pilot TV reviewed the podcast? Because I don't know if that's the if this is the right um, junction. Well, Pilot TV, in Pilot TV, there is an ad for this podcast. Okay, I mean, how, how much more can you want? I heard that in Pilot TV, the new magazine, which is about everything to do with TV, available in shops now, four ninety nine. Yeah. The best thing about it yeah. is if you haven't watched all the seasons of Bosch, uh. you can catch up on. All the seasons of Bosch. You are right. Perfectly by you somebody. Right. I don't know who it was, but they are a whiz. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Steph. It was me who wrote it. Just in case it, you didn't quite catch it, that. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. What um, else is in there? Westworld, The Handmaid's yep. Tale, The West Wing, a massive um, oral history of the <sighs> West Wing. excited about that. Luke Cage, exclusive. Lost in Space, exclusive. Me interviewing Hugh Grant, exclusive. That is very exciting. Incredible. David Nichols, the writer of One Day, the mm. book, that brilliant novel. Do you remember oh, that brilliant yeah. novel? Love his novels. He's adapted um, the new Benedict Cumberbatch drama for Sky Atlantic. Patrick Melrose? Patrick Melrose. Him exclusively talking about that and why Benedict Cumberbatch so is so brilliant. In it. So many in it. I mean, where to begin? Four ninety nine, all good and evil news agencies are selling the Empire podcast, mm-hmm. and many many supermarkets. If you can't find it, by the way, let me know, and I will tell you where to find it because I've got a spreadsheet. We've all got spreadsheets. You've got a spreadsheet. Yeah. So you're telling people individually yeah. they cannot. It's you a service we provide. If you can't find it, them, if you can't like, find it, like a call center. Yeah, basically. You will yes. tell them exactly. Yes. You will direct them I to will. that individual news agent. I'm not okay, joking. You said that. I now. ain't joking yet. Are you providing transport? No, I'm not going to yeah. drive you there. Okay, well, I can't the drive. Do they get a discount? They don't get a discount. Is it discounted anywhere? Is it, no, just I think you get a deal if you subscribe to Empire and you subscribe to it, then I think there's some kind of deal. I'm not 100 sure. And you can buy it online, obviously. Right, anyway, okay. so just that pi- is Pilot the TV's advert. out. That's yeah. really good. Pilot TV's and just out. a final note: if you do want to review us, this podcast that you're actually listening to, um, we just <laughs> need ten more in twenty days. So we can definitely do that, and then we get a cake. These things are all true. Oh, so now exciting. let's time to move on to the meat. It's time to get meaty. We begin. We begin with. <laughs> we begin. We begin with the alienist, not as Kay Ribeiro <laughs> thought. Oh, what's this science fiction thing you're forcing me to watch? I she said. did too. She thought it was going to be sort of like yeah. Alien Eight or something. It was something. a diva tantrum. No, it, it was a diva tantrum. Yeah. She thought it was about aliens. I did too. It's not, is it? Steph? No, it isn't at all. Maybe you, as our serial killer crime expert, who yeah. quite likes things about serial killers and crime, can explain why it's called the Alienist and it's nothing okay. to do with aliens and what the hell it is. In the early nineteenth century. Um, People with mental health issues um, were studied 
um, they were they were seen to be out of their out of their body, and they were studied by people. And the people who studied them at that time were called alienists. Okay, so that's what it's about. It's like an early form of a stu- psychology. Yes. Okay. Um, because the idea was that people were alienated. Yeah, they were from alienated from society. society. So that's why they're yeah, so yes. not alien, as in green, no. <laughs> you know, big eyes, scary alien. <laughs> Alien, alien is yeah, you know, like the ones. Yeah, at, um, yeah, yeah. What's really? that area? Area? What's it called? Fifty one. That's it. Right. <laughs> Independence <laughs> Day. You talking about Independence Day? Absolutely yeah. nothing to do with that. Yeah. No, no aliens. Okay. Only the aliens. Of that. Yeah. So this is a story of alienists played by Daniel Brühl, who I have to say c- just consistently reminds me of Daniel Beddingfield, and I don't <laughs> know what it is. Do you know? I like every. I was watching. I was like. Brilliant. It's Daniel Beddingfield, but he's not. No. We need an alienist for her. It, it just it's looks Daniel, like him. Daniel Beddingfield's German Every brother. Second, I was like, he's gonna start singing. We've got to get through this. Like <laughs> <a> German <laughs> accent. Yeah, we've got to get through this. And we've also got the wonder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Sorry, Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl. Plays Laszlo Kreisler. <laughs> Yes, he plays Laszlo, who is the alienist, and he is helped by his longtime friend, played by Luke Evans. And his friend, who is a, um, he's an artist. So back in the days when we obviously didn't have cameras, um, artists would have to go and get an impression of certain crime scenes and things like that. And then the brilliant Dakota Fanning, who is a, a childhood friend of Luke Evans' character, and she is working for the police force in it. So it's kind of like this little group of people working together. But what brings them together is the first scene is a young boy has been killed a young boy dressed in uh, women's clothing has been killed he's been left on brooklyn bridge and he's been chopped in half and his eyes have been gouged out so it's not he's in a bad way he's in a bad way he's not coming back from that no he's in a bad way so as the first episode continues now i'm gonna try real because i'm so obsessed with this i watched all five that were available to us brilliant because i loved it so much um so they're just starting to see if they're they can figure out who might be responsible for a crime like this. Um, and there's there's um, Luke Evans' character's got a lot of demons. He was left by his uh, fiance, and so he goes to visit a lot of brothels. And in these brothels, it's a lot of young men dressed up as women. And so this murderer is targeting them, so it would seem. He spends a lot of time in the brothel. He really does. He really does. He really I mean, does. that's his major hangout. Yeah, isn't it? it's. What have you watched? Does. More than one as well. I've watched two. Yeah, mm. not five. Not five. Not five. <laughs> <laughs> not for you. Two, two, not for you. <laughs> well, but there's a lot of brothel hanging out in, in the first two. There's a lot of brothel two. action. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, no, you know, no judgment. I don't want to say... I don't, wanna, sounded like it. I don't think I should say any more. No, that's... From, you've, you've okay. Gone. The other thing about this is that the police commissioner in here is played by Theodore Roosevelt. Now, if you're a long-term... He is the, He's not played he, by no, it. No, sorry. That's the character. Theodore Roosevelt. <laughs> no, no, no. He's played by the actual... They've brought him back Brian Garachty. And he's... A, Theodore Roosevelt is yes. the police commissioner. Yes. Now, why why this also fascinated me? Because if you listen, you'll know that I was watching the Netflix show about the Roosevelts, which is the like 500 hour long documentary <laughs> about the Roosevelts. So I was like, oh, this is so exciting because I know yeah, all about yeah, Theodore Roosevelt. Yeah. He might want went to on to that. become. He went on <laughs> to become. Wait a minute. Was that point just to say that it was just exciting for you? It was exciting. Oh, it was yeah. interesting because yeah, yeah, Theodore Roosevelt, who's police, is the police captain in this. Yeah. A police commissioner, and he went on to become, as I'm sure we all know, president, president of, of the United, United States. States. Where can you watch that documentary? Netflix. Netflix. Netflix right. 
So I know I you get didn't the know feeling... the answer to that because I've been telling you for weeks yeah. I've been watching this. Yeah. It's very good. Do you good. remember her talking about it? Vaguely. Um, uh, <laughs> so clearly Steph went devoured five yeah. episodes of this. So clearly you liked it. I was furious because I thought all of the episodes would be available uh, on no. the Netflix. No, they will be when it comes out next uh, Thursday. Is it next Thursday? What is the date of next, next Thursday? What is the date of next Thursday? The date of next oh, Thursday is the 19th of April. Yeah, yeah, sorry. You shouldn't have gobbled them up so quickly. But you yeah, it's a good treat you've got in store. You've yeah. got five, you've got five, last five. It's a big yeah. treat. But Kay, we, clearly Steph loved it. Uh, yeah. What did, what did you think? I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. I thought it was atmospheric and I enjoyed it for transporting you back to the, what was it, 1896? Right? It's actually the late, yeah, the late 19th century, yeah. Yeah. So I thought oh, it was really I good. I say early 19th yeah. century? Sorry, I mean, late yeah. 19th century. And I thought it was very interesting because, and I thought it was informative because I didn't know what the hell an alienist was. And I think a lot of people would see this that title and be like, no, I'm out. But <laughs> like I'm, you, here, I'm here to say, don't go out, get in, invest in <laughs> it. Um, and it's really good. And I think adding the crime and the, the mystery to it, and you've got the perfect package. It's very dark, but it's, it, is, it is like, it's very cinematic the filming of it. Oh. I just, it's, for me, this is like my idea of a perfect Netflix binge. Yeah. A lot of shows these days are described as cinematic, aren't they? In fact, one of yeah. the, one of the whole raison d'etre, if I can use that word, mm. and I have, for Pilot TV magazine is we're saying it's about cinematic TV. Like that's the kind of yeah. description. This, this more this, than anything, oh my God, I totally. think, though. So this, um, this, by the way, was made for the American um, cable cable channel TNT in America. So mm. this is a show that Netflix has the rights to globally, apart from in America, and they've waited. So it's all gone out in the States, uh, the whole series. It was a weekly thing. Well, maybe I can watch it on the internet then. Oh, I'm not encouraging you to do no, that. No, I don't. No, I won't. So do Netflix that. has then waited cleverly for it all to go. So then they can splurge it all in one ten episode go. Mm. But the alleged budget for this was five million dollars an episode. Mm. Um, Is that more than The Crown? It's 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 kind of getting there. It's not as much as The Crown, but it's it's incredibly lavish. I do thought. you know if they filmed in studio or actually in both? I think a lot of it was in filmed. The I think a lot of it was filmed. In, a lot of it was filmed. In Did the they go back in time and film in the nineties? <laughs> were they working with Theo? They had these massive sets, yeah, built yeah. of of, of recreate, and it was and it's a lot of it. Is, it shows you like the creation of Manhattan, doesn't it? Mm. Of you know of downtown Manhattan because there's various points where they go to Five Points, right. which was a notoriously yeah. poor area of Manhattan. Yeah, do you remember? So remember Gangs of New York, that yeah. huge. Martin Scorsese film with Daniel Day-Lewis which is set in a similar place at yeah, similar time. Yeah, they use the sets of that. I think, no, 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 no. What I was going to say was, I think this is even more cinematically mm, lavish depiction of that yeah. than Gangs of New York. Yeah. You, the, you honestly think you're watching a, fit, yeah, a proper it's film. it's incredible. And a lot, of, a lot of these things, people say, oh, it's, it's, it's like watching a 10-hour film. This really is. I thought mm. the way it was directed and um, put together was absolutely fantastic. And I do, th- I've read the original book. So years ago, the oh. book came out about 20 years ago. Ooh. And, um, and it's... Clever Clocks. It, yeah, I know. Who's it by? It, Caleb Carr. Um, it was a huge kind of word of mouth success because at that time, twenty years ago, it's easy to forget there weren't that many. It wasn't there weren't as many serial killer books. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't right. such a huge thing yeah. as I think it is now. And it was so it felt quite unusual to have a, a period serial killer novel, and it was great. And this feels like they've done such a brilliant job of capturing the atmosphere of it and of showing you these weird, mm. perver- how weird and perverse it was back mm. then. I mean, there's still weird and perverse things happening now, yeah. but it just shows you the underbelly. Of this world, and I think it, and I think it's fantastic, and I and I think um, it got some slightly unenthusiastic reviews. I would say in America when really? it came out, yeah, I think people thought it was, it's quite. So here's the thing: people thought it was a bit slow, and I think I I I would use the word deliberate. I think, I think it's, it's deliberate deliberately to immerse you yeah, in that time, right? Exactly. But I think if you want a slam bang, you know, action packed thing, it's not that. It's quite thoughtful 
and yeah. cerebral. And it, and it does take its time, but I like that about it. So I think it's brilliant. Five too. stars. I'm giving four stars. What, why four stars, Kay? Because she's just, just not your I bag d- Do you know what, in my head, I was just like, choose a random number. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> no, um, four stars because I'm just basing, I've only seen the first episode. I, I And it was a bit of a slow burn, but four stars. Slow burn. Uh, five, uh, because I could not stop watching it, five, absolutely five stars. So it's right up my street. Thank you very much. You're welcome. No, thank you. Thank you. you no, the alienist, no, you. As, as I briefly said, all of it lands, all 10 episodes land on the Netflix Next Thursday, unusual for them. Off they usually drop on a Friday, don't they? Netflix, but yeah, for some reason, I don't know. Thursday. They've gone for the Thursday don't option. Remember, this it's time. plonk. It's a plonk. It's, it's a, plonk. a plonk. Moving on to Salamander, which is the new BBC Four Saturday night drama. You have to read, to use Steph's phraseology, <laughs> aka it is, it is a read. It's oh, a read. I didn't know it was going to be a read. A- sorry, we didn't warn you. It was a read. Yeah. Um, uh, aka subtitled. Yeah. And this is, it's, there's been a big gap. The first series of Salamander went out a few years ago, almost on BBC Four. There's been quite a big gap, I think, to this second series, which is subtitled Blood Diamonds. And this one, it's all about the same character, Chief Inspector Paul Girardi, oh, played right. by... Sorry, so this has been a series before Yeah, yeah. this is season two. Season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. was the other one called Salamander? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is season two. So Chief Inspector Paul Girardi, played by Philip Peters, um, who's this kind of like grizzled, beardy bear of a guy, I would say. And he discovered the first series was all about him discovering this kind of um, this kind of underground criminal network called Salamander, and they ended right. up killing his wife. Oh my god, so much is making sense to me now. Yeah. Good. Um, um, there wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a catch-up, was there, at the beginning of this? No, no. but now you said that. Now I understand why he's so cross about everything. Yeah, and Got I think se- season one is on um, iPlay, is that yeah, right? I think, Kate, yeah, yeah, season one, if you want to catch up. But this is a completely different story, but it's definitely like you have to, you should be aware of the fact that these people are responsible for killing his wife. And then this is all about, the whole beginning of it is quite a complicated scenario involving blood diamonds, involving a fictional African country called Katanga, Katanga where um, the president is dodgy and his use is corrupt and it's all about there's there's a group of people who are trying to stop him. Yeah, civil war. Civil war going on. So it's quite kind of political. It feels like a political um, conspiracy thriller, and also who done it because then it flashes forward five years, and this guy is um, is the political opponent of the um, political opponent of the yeah. of this this presidential candidate is killed, and that's the crime that Paul Girardi is now investigating. And the big thing that he finds is the salamander tattoo. On mm. this guy's leg. Does, it, do um, they all arm, have... Even, <laughs> leg, arm, a limb. Do they all... That was, yeah. If you're in the Salamander gang, do you have to have one of those tattoos? Well, that was, that was part Silly, of the, the Salamander it? tattoo. Yeah, it's not it was very part discreet, of the whole, is it? Not very discreet, no. Well, it depends mm. how small you have it. So That's now... True. You if could it, have it really it, small in your ear, maybe. Yeah. Now Inspector Paul Girardi thinks, oh my God, what is the connection of all this thing going on with these blood diamonds, this African uh, people, and mm. this whole dodgy dealings with the fact that this guy's got the Salamander tattoo on his arm. Not leg. <laughs> Kay, mm. what did you think of this latest BBC Four Saturday night subtitled crime drama? You know, I love a foreign drama. Oh. I love it when I have to read. Oh. I, was, I didn't really enjoy this because I think, and I think this might help Pogs if they're mm. going to watch it, to say, watch the first series. Because a lot of it didn't make that much sense to me because there wasn't a catch up at the beginning. So I didn't know any of the the pre-story about you know the salamander group and the wife and this that and the other and consequently it just was quite slow it, well not consequently it was slow anyway I found it but also a lot of it just took too much me going what I don't quite understand this or not getting the hidden depth of the story 
Oh, such a good way to put it. Not getting the hit. Interesting, but they do, don't they, Steph? Like, even if you, so even if they haven't, you haven't seen series one. After the, the initial, there's an issue. I would say almost like 15, 20 minute stuff mm. going on with a guy smuggling these diamonds yeah. from this country in Africa back to um, Belgium. Once that's out of the way, if you like, yeah. and then it and it flashes forward five years, there is the whole stuff with the police, and that, there is a lot of explanatory okay. dialogue so explaining I, that his wife I, was killed by the right, Salamander group. Hold on a minute. Okay. Yeah, but you know, what, is, no, no, wait a minute. But sorry, sorry. Cool. right? The th- the problem. I understand what you're saying about that, but it'll have more meaning to you of and it more a greater impact. You understand it. Otherwise, you sure. you're not that you're not that invested okay. in the characters. No, enough I thought you were going to say the one thing that really came up right. So this first 15 minutes that you're talking about, okay, so it's about this young guy. I didn't realise that that was, like, gonna, they were going to flash forward. I thought that was just now, okay? So this guy, and he smuggled, he's smuggling these diamonds, right? And then he parks up his car, okay, in front of a house. This is not a spoiler. Parks up his car, and then something says, five years later. Yes. And mm. then out of that house comes this old man. And I was like, he has aged so <laughs> badly. <laughs> I thought this He thing. has, honestly. What no, has happened? honestly, it's like 30 years he's what aged. What has happened to him in those five years that he's gone completely grey and he's put on 10 stone? I mean, what has happened? So from that point, I was like, I honestly, I'm really confused here. And I'm still confused. Is he that guy? What no. happened? No, so he's not that guy. Did they just live in the same house? No. Was it a different house? Um, it's, I, see, I mean, I, th- I think this example is confusing. Can you yeah. see what I mean? Because they just they, they keep the house image and then just the different guy walks yeah. out. And he appears <laughs> to be with the same woman that he walked in. So I was like, is that his wife? It can't, it can't be his wife because it's the same blonde woman. That has really confused me. And what happened to that guy? You just don't know. Well, we're going to find out, aren't we? I mean, that's part of Well, that. I would yeah, like to find out sooner because <laughs> also, he just... It wouldn't be a mystery if they explained yeah, everything. Yeah, but I don't know that... I didn't realise it was a mystery that what happened to him. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah. don't, they don't... He just parks up at his house and that's the last time you see him. So for all I know, he... You know, so he wasn't that guy, right? He wasn't no. the guy that comes out because no. if I'd watched series one, I'd know that that is the established police officer. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I, it I think, does need an explain. All right. Well, I think I'm, I'm presumably when it goes out, I think when it goes out, I'm sure there will be a catch up at the beginning that kind of runs through right. what's happened so far. But it, it didn't. It didn't harm my enjoyment for me. I was intrigued anyway by the. I think the opening is is really well done. A kind of tense. I like the opening. situation yep. anyway. Yep. Where this airline pilot is trying to smuggle this stuff, mm. so it's quite a clever idea that you know the one person who could smuggle stuff from one, from one country to another is a pilot. Yeah, but I was confused because I thought, is he pretending to be a pilot? Oh, a lot. There was a lot but of that's confusion. That's not confusion. That's not... I, I, let me just say, I don't think that's confusion. That's... That is, it's... it's that's the way the narrative... The narrative is deliberately disorienting and you, you're not quite sure exactly what's going on. That's that's deliberate. It's, it's You don't know whether he's a real pilot or not. And then he's is in he, the plane and he's he fiddling not? around with oh, him. Yeah, you think, oh, he is. is. Yeah, he does but that's the, story, that's the storytelling. Okay. I, I think you're not... I don't think you were confused Can you understand any more th- than you should have been. It's They're deliberately right. making it a bit mysterious and, and you, these questions will be answered. I suppose the thing is, of all the other things I've had to read... Yeah. Um, <laughs> Subtitle. It was fine. Okay. But... I did. I have spent quite a lot of time thinking to myself, "Was that the same man that came out of the house?" I'm really confused. <laughs> it's definitely not the same. And now man. I know it isn't. Okay. I'm slightly more confused because now I know what the hell happened to the other guy. That's... Did they have the same wife? No, no. It will be explained. It will be explained. She looked the same. <laughs> 
She did. Look, Kay even thought Kay was confused by that bit as well. It can't just be me. I just think anyone who likes Salamander will be excited about the first episode. Anyone who hasn't seen Salamander is thinking of watching this. Go to iPlayer, watch the first series. Oh, she's been so sensible today. It's that. It's and I'm giving it three stars. It's a wrap up. It's, it's a wrap up. Well, she's got that look in her face. Yeah, it's a wrap up. It's a it's a, we've spent too long talking about this so far, and which is quite rightly wrapping up. Yeah. How many stars are you giving it, Kay? Oh, we just say three. I mean, once again, you didn't listen. <laughs> I said three. You're too busy interrupting. Three stars B. from me. Um, I am going to give it also three. I'm going to give it four. I enjoyed it anyway. Um, yes. And Salamander starts uh, on BBC Four, Saturday 13th of April on uh, Saturday all, 14th of April. Are they even. all going to be available? No. It's so a weekly, no. BBC Four weekly, the dramas, they're not all made available in one go. Some to hold on a minute. Not, Sometimes on the BBC, they have been yeah, doing not it the, recently. Not on the BBC Four slot, I don't think. Never. Hardly ever, if ever. We'll see about that. Saturday, BBC Four, nine o'clock, Salamander. Judge for yourselves. Finally, in massive contrast, it couldn't be a bigger contrast, The Button is the new... Show from the makers of Taskmaster, which we reviewed. We're the, uh, we're, we're the only people in the world who don't love Taskmaster, uh, by the way. It, Everyone loves it. Who loves it? It's loads of people. It's won awards for Dave, the channel, UK TV. Anyway, this Good is BBC Dave. One, prime time, Friday evening, 8.30. Quite an interesting slot, I would suggest. Mm. Kay, what the hell is The Button? Okay, The Button is, uh, as you say, a new game show. Four or five families around the country have been chosen. They have a box placed in their living room, which is the button. It's digital, it talks to them, and it has a red light. And they have to be vigilant and keep an eye on it because at any moment, that button, that box is going to go green and they all have to run into the room, hit the button, um, and say they're ready for their task. Each family is given the same task to do, so it could be as simple as um, building a tower out of cans and cushions and books to make it the same height as the tallest person in the room, which then that tower has to freestand for like 10 seconds. And each time, whoever does it first and fastest and like kind of does it according to the rules will then get given like £1,000, £2,000, a sum of money. And the, the number increases, the figure, um, the amount increases each time they could successfully complete a task. And that's about it. It's it's basically it's Taskmaster meets Gogglebox, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I was mm. about to say that it's a very goggly boxy, isn't it? Within th- that context, did you enjoy it, Steph? Do you know what? When it first started, I was like, "Oh god, this is going to be terrible." And I absolutely loved it. Oh. I really, really found it incredibly enjoyable. I found the family so endearing because what one of the other things which I think is really sweet about it is that so some of these families they're all different different iterations of family so like one of them is just a mother and a son one of them's like got three kids one of them like they have people popping around like grandma grandma pops around for one of the um tasks but the other thing like just two friends living in Hertfordshire so I love the I love the whole like representing all the different kinds of family that you can have Mm. and the really sweet thing is that after all the tasks the each individual family gets to watch all the other people do their tasks and what is so lovely about it is that even though it is a competition and obviously these families all want that money um they i like the way they comment on um because there's one thing good gamesmanship oh, it's so sweet like there's a little girl one of the tasks is um the alphabet backwards uh, without uh, saying any of the vowels and one of the little girls from one of the families says i'm gonna do it and her, you can see her dad going, oh, God, oh, God. And she does it. And then seeing the other people comment on her doing it, they were like, oh, she's so sweet. Oh, I really hope she does it. And that is really, really lovely. It is 
full on family fun. I found myself wanting to do all the tasks. Um, I just loved the whole thing. I thought it was really, really nice. And you know, I'm not like, I don't love game shows. Are we going to see you and Lee Abbey George in series two? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I, I loved it. I just thought it was really fun, really like friendly. Mm. And, and I did find myself rooting for a particular family. And also the other thing that's really funny is you get to see them when, because they have to, they only get the task when the light goes on the box. So they're yes. basically having to sit around and what, one of the person in the family is going to have to, having to watch this box to see if the light comes on and press it to get the task That's delivered very to amusing. them. And it is very amusing when people don't see the light. But um, yeah, this is like, I'm, I don't watch loads of Gogglebox, but I, when I have, I've really, really enjoyed it. And this for me is like the next dimension of Gogglebox. And I, I love it. I can see the these next... families, but they all stay in. The thing is, the families stay in. They can, if at the end of it, yeah. they can um, leave with the money, the family that wins, right, they right, can right, stay yeah. in yeah. it. Stay in. Stay, yes, the winning. So you'll yeah. get to know the families. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The next, what did you say? The next dimension of Gogglebox. <laughs> I don't know whether I said that. that sounds really clever, but I wish I had. I think you did say that. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. God, oh, you're you said what it. you're even yeah. saying. Like 30 That's seconds. worse than me. Oh, I mean, I was actually listening. I was actually listening to you, and I thought that was a very good question. Is it the next dimension? Yeah, I re- right, so like Steph, first 10 minutes, I was like, oh my God. Because it's very lo-fi, the whole thing. Like the, mm. the graphics of the button, everything about it just feels a bit lo-fi. And I was like, what is this? And then instantly I became hooked because mm. the challenge is everyone can play those at home. Yeah. And they're very simple on the face of it, written down. They're very simple, yet there's so much potential for them to cock up. And, you know, are they like some of them think they're being really smart and then they get like, penalised for not, uh, you know, fulfilling the rules and stuff like that. And I thought, actually, it was brilliant. Because I yeah. think... Brilliant. It, yeah, because I think, like, right. it's the kind of thing that I can... Well, as this game show goes, I think it's something that my nieces will watch at home yeah. and get really into, and they'll even like, oh, should we try it ourselves? Yeah. And the fact that there is so much potential for stuff to go wrong, and it, as you said, it's this goggle box thing of getting an insight into different families' lives mm. and their houses and having a nose around. So, yeah. What did, did you like it? I did like it. I don't think I liked it as much, quite as much as you guys, but you guys, you two. <laughs> hey, you guys. Um, hey, you guys. Um, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, I I, um, I guess a part of my issue was I felt such an obvious mix of those two things that I couldn't, I kept thinking, oh, God, they literally just pitched it as, you know, Gogglebox, the game show. There's nothing wrong with that. Which, no, no, it's fine. It's fine because all TV is like that. All TV is a format. Everything's but, derivative. But once it got underway, yeah. And it's quite funny how, I thought it was quite daring how they begin with a task, which was the building of a tower made mm. of books and um, something else. What was the other th- element? Cushions. Cushions. And cans. And it didn't work. And no one, some, one, one lot didn't even bother with it. They just like, <laughs> yeah. remember that was, that's like <laughs> Yeah, but that two. was really depressing because they were like, we don't have any books in the house, which funny. actually was quite depressing. But I thought that was bold. So I was won over by that because I thought well, that's a bold way of starting the first episode of the first series of this brand new form. They're starting with a, a task, which no one really does very well. Yeah. And one part didn't even bother bother i thought that's quite a bold way so that one we over i thought it was very entertaining yeah yeah four it's, stars it's brilliant i'm giving it three and a half stars i'm gonna oh, give it i'm giving stars. more stars than you and you're more enthusiastic yeah. than me that's weird how many do you give me i'm giving it four okay the button starts on bbc one friday the 20th of april 8 30 Kay's drawn a picture of a button PM. and it's also a tortoise finally so that's kind of button. now we're gonna have a quick chat now about yep. the finales of save me and marcella if you haven't seen either of those shows yet Please, God, come back. Do you know what it and is? Listen to us another time. It's a spoiler. It's spoiler time. Ooh. Oh, yep. wow! That's a just good one. freestyled. Yeah. Kate, what's your feeling about these finales of Save Me and Marcella? But can I just say I'm one of those people because I haven't watched. Oh Save yeah, Me and we're about to spoil. That's all right. <laughs> oh, because that I work? told you I just. That's okay. I don't okay, mind. Okay, fine. Um, I have just started season one of Marcella. 
So okay. well, let's say this about Marcello. Let's talk about Marcello a bit first, because because that's interesting. Because we can almost say, even though we say we're going to spoil it, what the, Kay and I having seen it, the thing that we the most extraordinary thing about Marcello is. The whodunit element is is um, is extraordinary, and the motive—I think it's the motive for it for who, so who, who the person who did it. I mean, not, I'm I'm decided now because you haven't seen that. I'm not going to say, but the okay. motive is a wild, isn't it? It's mm. kind of wild and out there. I quite liked it. But Marcella's always like that. Yeah, because I think one of the hardest thing in all of crime fiction, I include like novels and drama mm. and everything, whodunits, is to get a decent and interesting motive. And I think this is one of the more intriguing and bizarre, and yet kind of satisfying motives. I've seen it in a long time. But because it's bizarre, you feel like it could be real. You know what I mean? Like it yeah, could like maybe. You know, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> so I don't know. I, but I only watched the I watched the first episode of season two because we obviously we reviewed mm. it. And I was asked loads of questions. I said, Oh, I feel like I need to know this, that, and the other about her. And actually, I have to say, when I went back to w- I've watched the first episode of season one now, and I feel like I understand her more. So I feel like I could dive back into season two. Yeah. Now. Watch, oh, watch the enough. whole of season one. Watch okay, it. Because well, yeah. you also find out why she suffers from these things and yeah, what yeah. incident in her life yeah. led to that. Um, and I had questions about that. It's okay. Okay, kind of was like, yeah, it's fine. But then the final thing, the yeah. extraordinary thing is she, so right at the end, after you found out who did it in the yeah. final episode, which is one thing, and their motive, which is another thing. In fact, you find out at the end of the previous episode who mm. did it. Actually, it is a bit whack. Yeah, yeah and that's a bit whack. Mm. Then there's the whole, then there's this whole scenario where she has to rescue her own boy from the, from the killer. Oh, no. Yeah. Ep- that's great. Which is gr- very tense. Because exactly. the, guy, the, the original person who they found yeah. was a friend of her son's. Right, exactly. Right? So, he, so basically, they found this boy buried yeah. in the wall. He was, yeah. She said, oh, my God, I know who that is. It's yeah. a friend of my son's. And then the killer gets hold of her actual son. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and oh he's in massive God. jeopardy and it's really distressing. And then it there's is, a yeah. fight, it's a physical her, it's fight. It's not her husband, is it, who's the murderer? No. There's a physical fight with Marcella I and Michaela, which is which was borderline hilarious, yeah. tussle, which I thought was incredibly entertaining. Yeah. Right. And then after that, there's another unbelievably weird bit, which I is didn't... setting up for the next series. Is it that crazy paedophile? The one from the... Is no. he the murderer? No. Oh, Do you know what? Go on. Okay. Right, so that final episode, that final episode... Yes. Yes, the motives of that person, yes. the, the person who did it, it's a bit like, it is obviously a bit crazy. And yeah. you're like, mm, really? It's unusual, yeah, to say yeah, the yeah. least. Yeah. yeah. And then the tussle, there was, it was slightly, yeah. no, it wasn't comedic, but you know, it is, it's, it's quite spectacular. And I, but I enjoyed the whole thing. Cause yeah, I was like, same. you know what? It's exactly what you expect from Marcella. It answers the questions you need to be answered. But the only thing I did not like about it was that last five minutes, that setup. They didn't need to do it. You could start this third series. You don't need to have that. And it just made it a bit too farcical for me. I kind of agree. Ooh, it, it, it's pretty crazy bonkers stuff. Yeah, we all need now. Yeah, so she, it involves she, scissors. It involves, scissors, involves her mutilating herself. Mm. Um, this is actual spoiling it now. Spoiling it now, and it is quite incredible. Mutilating and, not on the face. But you know what? My final feeling is at the end of all these things. I know at the end of these things is I feel. I'd rather have bold, B and D, bold and daring, yeah, than dull and predictable. And it was never going to be that though. With no, him I know. Writing it, right? is, hands. yeah, hands thingy yeah. Of, of the bridge, <laughs> the bridge fame. But it's re- he really goes for it. Like it's almost like he's gone to ITV. I'm going to take crime drama to whole new places of borderline insanity. And I and I can't. So I appreciate it, even though. But I was sitting there thinking this is ridiculous. But you, do you but know what, as well? You it. have to have that kind of ending yeah. because it was so so unbelievably dark and bleak. It couldn't have just like a, a fizzle, you know, yeah. fizzled out end. It would just be. It reminds me pointing. of the Joker in the Dark Knight. Mm. Oh, I love yeah, that. Just, I'll just let that. Yeah, have that. Next week, float. can we, I need to talk to you about? I watched uh, Blade Runner. Um, the original. <laughs> so I need to talk to you about quick that. Quick flashback to yeah. 
35 yeah. years ago. Um, anyway, finally, listen, all the pogs who have watched it, yeah. let us know. Yeah, do. Get in touch let with us. us. Tell us what you thought of it. Finally, Save Me, okay, which yes. I guess the big issue is Save Me, which I want, what we, we wanted to mention because we've mentioned endings of series before, and I think Save Me is the, the best drama of the year mm. so far in every way. Yeah. And yeah. I love I love the fact that you do not find, he did not find I his agree. daughter. I This is the disagree. ending. disagree. And I thought it thematically was brilliant because he found this other girl who mm. was being abused horrendously and um, by these horrible men. And that thematically, so he got his... He, redemption. He, redemption, exactly. And yet, you, and yet, realistic, I thought it was totally realistic. And yet, he still hasn't found his altar and that's going to carry on in seriously. I thought it worked brilliantly. I thought it was absolutely, I thought it was hugely frustrating. I think it reminded me of Kiri because I found that incredibly frustrating, the end of that. I, I, there seems to be this kind of a trend now for having these endings which are which not uh, unsatisfying which but don't tie is, everything but, up which, but yeah that yeah, is, yeah but, but, that, but that is life isn't it like so when someone goes missing they don't instant like there's no guarantee they're going to be found mm. like, agreed wise but words I tell, yeah no 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 totally no, true but, but I think the thing is that um I don't. I don't want that from a drama. I want to be feel completely satisfied. I want to feel like I really wanted. You want all the loose ends tied up. I think it was enough to I find think it was her satisfying because yeah. he developed. Struggle. He, you saw his character evolve yes. and, like, you yes. know, he yeah, found there someone. some reward. No, there was reward. I thought that was the genius of yeah, it. He, it gave yeah. us both. He he found someone. He found this girl. That was really important. It was that be- incredibly moving. Incredibly yeah, moving. I, and yet, there's still. He needs to find, and then we need to find his. I his, rate, his I rate Lenny James more oh, because he did that ending than the easy, the option, which would be like, oh, give them what they want. Yeah, but I wanted him to find her and then never but see her again. I know, but, but that's too he, easy. That's too he easy. He used to say in series two that we don't five years long line, which will be realistic, that he finds yeah, her and then it's yeah, the yeah, yeah, exploration yeah. of that. And it's so, so just annoying. I interviewed him for Pilot TV magazine, Out and now. He's, he he said how the big thing. About so everything, so he made this this show with the producers, the director, Sky, heavily involved, everyone giving him notes and this, that, and the other. And he wrote all the episodes bar one, which because he was so busy. And he said the one thing that people questioned right from the start when he gave them the script was the ending, and he was absolutely firm about it. He was like, he had this ending in his mind from the first time he thought of the story of the mm. girl going missing and him and the dad trying to fi- having to find her. And I think he was absolutely right. And everyone came together and thought, yeah, you're right, it has to be the yeah. ending. And I think it's. Oh, I, did, I, did, I thought, found it annoying. Well, you're wrong. So. I know that John Dan's yeah. other half also found it annoying because oh, he told oh, me. Okay. Or maybe the great well, well, She found it annoying, okay. didn't she? JD's nodding. Yeah. On those bombshells. We have to, we've run out of time, I'm afraid. We have. We have run out of time, but I I, I enjoyed that new um, ending spoiler spoiler special ending. Mm. We've run out of time on the pod, but you haven't re- run out of time to leave some reviews if you want to. Just oh. to let you know, oh, we still got point. twenty days, Pogs. So You've also got as much time as you want. Well, a month to buy Pilot TV magazine in a local shop near Stop you. Stop promoting that when we're trying to get reviews for the pod. Sorry, it's uh, we'll be back next week with more giddy TV reviewing <laughs> joy. I just made that up. Thank you very much. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. Thanks. Bye.